Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast. And I know his message will be encouraging to you. It was Saturday afternoon on April 13th, 2019, when son Michael and I suddenly realized we might be encountering some very serious danger. This was the day after Michael and I had been hosted at the second round of the 2019 Masters Tournament at Augusta National Golf Club, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And now, we were trying to get back to Michael's home and family in Dallas, Texas. I say trying because very early that same Saturday morning, we had learned that all flights had been canceled across the entire deep south of the United States. And that was so because of a gigantic storm system that was forecasted for across the entire region. And that meant tornadoes, one of the most dangerous storm events in America. After getting the news about all flights being canceled, we paid for one of the last available rental cars and driving as fast as we could, we immediately headed west on Interstate 20, the major east to west southern thoroughfare. We were almost across Mississippi, about 20 miles from the Mississippi-Louisiana border, the Mississippi River, when all at once we got hammered by a monster wind like nothing either of us had ever encountered. Maybe well over a hundred mile an hour wind? Michael immediately hit the brakes and began seriously fighting with the steering wheel just to keep all four wheels of the car on the pavement. We really couldn't make out what was happening in the sky above and around us because of the dense forest of very tall trees that were thrashing violently on both sides of our two westbound lanes. What made things even more concerning was that Kathy and Michael's wife, Neeraz, were at home in Dallas tracking the storm system on a live TV weather site. And after telling them our exact location, giving them the exit number we had just passed, Neeraz yelled out, Guys, you have a tornado coming right for you. All we could think to do was to try to find some cover. Okay, as I often do, I'll get back to our story in just a minute. But it's here, dear friend, that I want to transition into my subject for today. I believe it's the Holy Spirit's message for us today. Since the beginning of time, well, since God's first children covered up their now vulnerable bodies and left the safety of Eden, the planet Earth and its residents have been exposed to the power of destructive storms. Storms that provide consequential evidence of our world's very fallen nature. Current events confirm that reality once again. The people of Florida, in the state worst hit, are still reeling over the severe damage caused by Hurricane Ian just a couple weeks ago. Century after century, long before mankind arrived, the big storms have attacked this part of the country. Every year the storms come. So far this century, there have been 80 tropical cyclones that have severely impacted the state and its citizens. It happened a few weeks ago. It will happen again. 
and not just in Florida. As I said, the whole planet is exposed to the power of destructive storms, dangerous weather conditions of all kinds. The Bible, of course, is filled with stories about storms, both those that were physical in nature and those that were spiritual in nature. I'll make very brief reference to four particular stories about the physical kind, each of which are about storms at sea. The first one, perhaps the most memorable of all, you know the story well, is the catastrophic water event recorded in Genesis chapter 6 through 9, which says that Noah and his family rode out a colossal storm when God had moved in righteous judgment. And, as a result, the earth was given a brand new beginning. There is that famous story of Jonah, who made it through a pretty big water event, too. As a result of that storm, the entire great city of Nineveh came to know God's incredible love and mercy. There's the familiar story recorded in Matthew chapter 8 about a fierce storm that struck the Sea of Galilee one night, and twelve terrified disciples in a fishing boat shout out these words to Jesus, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! And Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves. And suddenly, there was a great calm. Not gradually, suddenly, abruptly. Immediately, there was a great calm. In a fraction of a second, from high winds, from high waves, from stormy skies, there was an instant glassy sea and brilliant bright stars. And you know, I'm pretty certain that the faith levels of those 12 young men got a whole lot bigger instantly, too. And lastly, there's that fascinating story in Acts chapter 27 and 28 about Apostle Paul, who as a prisoner was taken to Rome by ship across the Mediterranean Sea. During the crossing, the ship was torn apart by a giant of a storm, and all on board had to grab onto wooden planks and debris from the ship to safely make it to shore. And it was there on the island of Malta that God would move with miraculous power. During their winter stay, every single sick person on the highly populated island of Malta was healed, and another people group was brought into God's kingdom. Now, most people won't experience storms quite like these four I've referenced, storms that are so physically violent in nature, but nearly everyone has experienced storms, I have, that are spiritual in nature, when terrible events can sometimes leave one feeling shipwrecked. These kinds of storms happen. Until the book of Revelation is fulfilled, the spiritual storms will continue to happen. But... There is good news. To get there, I'll start with a question. What do each of our four storms at sea stories have in common? Here is what the Holy Spirit wants us to hear today. Listen close. In each of these four stories, as well as in every spiritual storm story documented in nearly every book of the Bible, our great and mighty Father God was always there in the storm with His children. He was always in command. His ultimate will was always accomplished. And he always, hear this, brought the storm to an end.
to an end. Psalm 34, 19 says this, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The following words are taken from one of my most favorite chapters of all, from Isaiah 43. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says, Do not be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, and you are precious to me. Cover from the storm on that Saturday afternoon in 2019 was not easy to be found. Michael and I pulled up next to a parked semi-truck for a minute or two to help block the ever-increasing wind. But after noticing how it too was rocking in the wind, we decided to move on. Michael, literally with white knuckles now, drove another half mile or so, where we came to a highway overpass. Several other cars, also looking for protection, had huddled up together underneath it on both sides of the roadway. So there was no cover for us there. Just a short distance further up, we came upon a full stopped traffic jam that extended in front of us as far as we could see. We had no choice but to stop too. And shortly after we did, we both noticed that some of the cars ahead of us in our same lane were moving over to the shoulder and then making sharp right-hand U-turns up a down ramp, which is highly illegal, but no one, including us, really cared at this point. We pretty much said at the same time, we're doing this. And then I said this, Father, help us. Moving forward on the highway shoulder, we too made a fast right-hand U-turn and quickly headed east up the down ramp. Once at the top of the down ramp, we made a hard left-hand turn and then sped due north through a small town and, after that, further north to hopefully get out of the tornado's likely west-to-east path. After about ten more speedy white-knuckle minutes, Michael spotted a road that would take us west several miles and then after that, south onto a partially flooded road that would take us back to Interstate 20. When we reached I-20, now much further west than we had been, it was somewhat eerie. There wasn't a single car on it but ours. We learned that the traffic jam that had stopped us was created by uprooted trees that had fallen across the highway, blocking all the traffic for who knows how long. We never saw another car going in either direction until we were well into the state of Louisiana. Over the course of 40 hours that weekend, 71 tornadoes had touched down, leaving nine dead and a trail of devastation across six states. As for Michael and me, we had experienced a God-guided tour and only a half-hour delay. We were home and safe and very, very thankful shortly after midnight. Thank you, dear Father for taking care of your sons in the way you did. And that reminds me of one last passage of Scripture, Psalm 107, 28-31. Then they called out to the Lord in their trouble, 
and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Dear friend, I'm hearing this today from the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of storms going on in this earth, not just physical storms. There are two spiritual storms going on right now that come to the forefront of my mind. I'm hearing this from others close to me too. One is a storm of fear. The other is a storm of depression. Neither one requires further definition. Almost everyone on earth has experienced them. And we, our Father's children, are the only ones on earth who can understand the storms and know what to do, know who to turn to. As a result, we are the only ones who can convincingly feel safe in the storm because we believe in our Almighty Father. We believe He is with us in the storm and is always in command. We believe His ultimate kingdom plans will be accomplished, and we believe the storm will come to an end. And what lies beyond the storm, dear friend? There is an eternal weight of glory ahead of us that defies all comparison. Dear friend, don't be afraid, for He has redeemed you. He has called you by name. You are His. When you pass through waters, He will be with you. And through the rivers of difficulty, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned, and the flames will not consume you. For He is the Lord, your God, and you are precious to Him. Dear Holy Spirit, thank you again for the comforter that you are. And I pray right now for my friend, for a convincing new sense of comfort, for a strong new faith that would enable this dear one to sleep in the middle of a storm. Lord Jesus, thank you for showing us that this can actually be done. Almighty Father, thank you for always being there with us. We declare right now that we will trust you no matter how loud the storm may be. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.